and welcome to our guest today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. Um, my name is Jen McLaughlin, but I am also known as Diane Alberts, and I write contemporary romance, uh, first person and third person. Jen is first, and Diane is third. And besides that, they're pretty similar. <laughs> I was wondering about that, because you tweeted something recently about switching from first person uh -huh. to third person, and I was like... Yeah. Happens to the best of us, though. <laughs> yeah, actually, the the book I'm writing now, I had started it not really knowing exactly where I wanted to go with it, so I went to third person point of view. But about halfway through, I realized that this was going to go into my current out of line series, and I was like, duh, that's why I'm writing this in the first place. So about halfway through, knowing I was going to switch it, I switched to first person point of view, and that completely slipped my mind that I had done that. And when I went back to edit it, I was like, why is this in third person point of view? And I was like, ah, crap. So I had to rewrite the first half of the book. <laughs> it's it's trickier than you think. It's yeah. not just pronouns. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of verbs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And certain that. things that you have to reword because it just sounds better, you know, like with different words in there. And it is like, and I find myself, because I do write in both, whenever I write a project, I almost always slip into the other uh, point of view because I can do both of them so efficiently that like I don't even notice I do it sometimes. <laughs> so do you have a favorite? I don't actually. I, I guess kind of. I, I started out on third, and I didn't think I could do first. The only reason I did first was because I wrote out of line, and Louise, our agent, um, read it, and she told me it would be much better in first, and I was so scared to do that, but I went through and changed it all over, and then once I wrapped my mind around the fact that first person passed is basically the same thing as third point of view, depending on you know how you write it, because I write very deep third person point of view as it is. And I didn't have to change that much. I, I understood it better. And now I guess I kind of lean toward first person. I, I think I can dive into their heads better that way. But I do, like I said, I do go really deep with third person too, though. So, Do you have readers that only read Diane or Jen? Yes, actually. Yeah, I don't know if they do it on purpose, but all the time I'll hear them like they'll tweet me and they'll be like, I had no idea that you also wrote as another name, even though I, I tweet about it all the time. But, you know, you never know what they see and what they don't. So mm -hmm. luckily, once they realize, they usually cross over. But uh, with Jen, she originally, I, I sorry, I referred myself as she because when I talk about both of them, <laughs> but uh, I'm not crazy, I swear. <laughs> but uh, Jen writes... Uh, started out as new adult and some people didn't like new adult so it took a little bit to get people to come over because I don't necessarily just write new adult as Jen anymore I haven't written new adult since uh, Lust is the Thorn which was my um, Thornbirds retelling <laughs> so that was fun but that was my last new adult book I wrote I believe and said on your site that you've been writing since 2011 is that correct yes um no actually I, I started writing in 2008 and I can tell you exactly how that started because I had my youngest daughter who is now nine and she just turned nine last week actually and I wasn't sleeping because you know with newborns you don't sleep and I picked up the twilight series and yep and I read them straight through because I wasn't sleeping again and then I read her bio and it said she was a stay-at-home mom blah 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 we all know the story of her you know and I was like well she could do it I can do it because I always wanted to be a writer 
so I, at that point I sat down, I started writing and I finished my first book before my daughter was probably six months old. So, but it got, um, it got bought in 2011. So that's when it technically became my career. Well, because then I counted up your books, and it said mm-hmm. 23 for Diane and 12 for Jen, and I was kind of freaking out. More than that, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's actually more than that. I've written over 45 books. Wow. Yeah. A lot of them that were is... shorter. I mean, some of them were only, like, my first, when I first started, they were short, except for my first book. That was 80,000 words. But um, some of them, a lot of my Diane books are 45,000 to 55,000 words. So they're not, you know, 110 word, thousand word books or anything. (laughs) And you just had a new release on October 9th, Catching the Player. And it's a sports romance. Mm -hmm. Did you have to do a lot of of research for that? No, because I didn't really dive too much into the, I try not to dive too much into their careers. I just kind of layer it a little bit with any hero and heroine I write because I try to focus on more of the relationships around them but I did like do a little bit of research as to what a football player in the NFL might do such as studying up on their opponents and watching plays and trying to like predict what they might do out on that field so they can react accordingly but that was about as deep into it as I got he's always at the gym and you know going to practice and warm-ups and stuff but I, I tried not to go too deep into it because there's always going to be someone out there that's a pro. It's going to be like, uh-uh, that's wrong. Yes. <laughs> so I try not to put myself in that situation. <laughs> yes, I've had that before. Yeah, the and... deepest I ever went into someone's career, I would say, is in the Out of Line series with him being a Marine because my husband was a Marine. So I felt a lot more comfortable with that. And then also I wrote um, and a romance author in Blurred Lines, and obviously I felt comfortable diving into that as well. So. <laughs> yeah, you want to dare someone to argue with you yes, about that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and if they argued with you about your husband, you'd be like, yeah. all right, talk I, to him. <laughs> yeah, I did. I actually did have some people call me out, and I was like, well, you know, I was married to a Marine, and that's how it was, so whether that's what you experienced or not, you know, it's not going to be the same, but I, I know how it goes, so... <laughs> So where did you get the idea for Catching the Player? Catching the Player, I um, it's actually part of a series, but they're all standalones. So when I sat down and wrote the first book, I thought of all the brothers that I wanted to write books for, and I just kind of decided that one of them was going to be a quarterback in the NFL. So after that, I kind of, when we got to his book, I emailed my editor, and we kind of, you know, came up with the idea of her being this horrible singer that shows up on his doorstep and has to sing for him because of a bet she lost because he got a uh, singing telegram. (laughs) And from there, it was just a lot of fun, romantic comedy, very lighthearted for the most part, minus, you know, the emotional things that obviously have to be in there. But um, very fun book. (laughs) And how many books are there in this series? There's currently three. There will be four. I'm about to start the next one. Uh, we're hashing out some plot details still. Um, it's fun because it's I named the last name of the family Ham- Hamilton, so I make a lot of Hamilton references in it, which is fun. So because I love Hamilton, uh, she she in the book she knocks over a vase and she starts going on this rampage about how what if Eliza gave it to Alexander and it was the only thing that made him smile and blah blah. blah. So, <laughs> so that I like being able to put my you know enjoyments into something like that so are they not the family's not related to 
the real Alexander Hamilton. They say they claim to be loosely related to him. Yes. So. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> yeah. And it was Our like daughter. a, a vase that had been passed down the family throughout generations. So that's why she goes on that rampage. <laughs> My daughter and I went on a little road trip last weekend. Uh, she had a church retreat to go to. Mm-hmm. And we listened to the entire cast album on the way there, <laughs> minus the parts she doesn't like, <laughs> which are um, oh, Mariah Reynolds. Uh-huh. And anything to do with Philip <laughs> make her too sad. <laughs> that is sad. <laughs> so she doesn't. I think the Mariah Reynolds stuff, she gets it. Uh huh. But she just. Mm, yeah. She likes the feel. idea of him cheating on her. <laughs> yeah, she, she doesn't like that. Yeah. Oh, so if a reader um, comes to you and says, I don't like first person or I don't like third person, you steer them towards one or the other name. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why convenient. I try to keep it that way because that way there's no like blurred lines, not to use my title, but there's no <laughs> blurred lines and like they know what they're going to get. I want them to know if they get a gen book, it's going to be first person point of view. And if they get a Diane, it'll be third. So I won't write, I won't cross it, which is why when I realized I wanted it to be a gen book, I was like, well, I'm going to have to rewrite that book. <laughs> What do you love most about contemporary romance? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, I think I like it because nowadays, like, the world is so volatile, I guess, for lack of better terms. Everybody's got something that they're passionate about. There's so much happening at any given point in time. It's nice to be able to still read about happy endings and love and happily ever after, despite everything that's happening and how everybody feels about any given situation. Whereas, you know, if you go into historical romance, it's in the past, but this is more, I guess maybe it gives you a little bit more hope that you can still have a happy life, even if you're stressed out about everything. (laughs) Yeah. It's an escape. (laughs) Um, One of the series you are writing, or you've written for James Patterson's? Yes. Bookshots is that yes the correct name for it that is well everyone knows James Patterson <laughs> I think that if when I started writing my certain people in my life would have been like why aren't you James Patterson <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants to be James Patterson have you known him around the world I have not met him personally now um the the fact that he wanted to write with me and like knew who I was was just crazy because he uh his company approached me like I didn't send in a proposal. Well, they approached Louise, I should say, um, the editor for the company who I was experienced with from Penguin. So it all just kind of worked out. And then I sent in a writing sample and he read it. And when he said, yes, I was just blown away by the whole thing. <laughs> that is amazing. How many more books do you have with him? Uh, as of right now, they were they weren't acquiring more when okay. we finished the series. So I guess if they uh, contact us, I would certainly write more. I love I love those characters and that world. So I hope that at some point I will hear back. But as of now, you know, there's just the three. But we shall see. Well, I thought about them when you were answering the question about mm-hmm. romance giving people hope yes. because 
those covers make me so happy. <laughs> I love those covers. <laughs> they just look like someplace you want to go on vacation exactly. and then you stay there. Yeah, and that's what the, what she wanted, I think, when she came up with that cover. But it was I saw it, I was like, it's the perfect vision of this inn that this world's surrounded around because that's exactly what it was for the main character, too. It was a safe place to go, you know, and to avoid the world that she was escaping from at the time. So it was her safe haven. And it's kind of nice that you can put that across to a reader and it could be their happy place to go to, to go revisit it, you know? Yeah. And you have another cover and I'm trying to think it's one of your Diane Alberts one. I'm Uh going to have to pull it up later, (laughs) but every time I look at it, it's just one of the, greatest covers ever. Ooh, now I want to know which one it is. <laughs> I, I see it on Amazon and on uh-huh. social media, and every time I see it, I do a double take and go, <laughs> One of my I, favorite Diane covers is my brazen, one of my brazens. Like, they have those bright colors, um, mm-hmm. and it's Falling for the Groomsmen. I just love I love that cover. Like, you can just see, like, it's like a girl's butt, basically, but I don't know. Like, it's a nice cover. (laughs) And gets the point across. Yes, exactly. They're very spicy, so it's very fitting. (laughs) So you were talking about the Twilight books that you read. Yeah. And I think we were probably in the same space. (laughs) Because I read them when... I had very small children yes. as well. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but did you think about going paranormal or think about writing vampires? Actually, my first book, now that you mention it, was a, they were vampires, um, kind of. like the, It's this whole world that I built. That was my first book, which is no longer for sale because I had it taken down once the rights went because it was literally my first book I ever wrote and I was like, nobody should be reading this anymore. <laughs> but it was kind of like a spinoff of, like it was inspired by, I would say, Vampire Diaries slash Twilight. Um, there was tw- twin brothers and like the one was a vampire and the other one <laughs> in this world, like when you became a vampire, if you were really good and had a good heart, you would become something called an enforcer, which would protect people from vampires. So, like, the one brother was an enforcer and the other was a vampire, and they kept, like, visiting her in her dreams, and she met one in real life, and she didn't realize there was two of them. So, you know, it was fun. (laughs) I I think that that it's a great way for writers to get started yeah. in the paranormal world because yeah. they can basically make up whatever they want. Yeah, I agree. It's it's good. My first two books were paranormal, so and then I dove into uh, contemporary. My favorite was always historical. Growing up, that's what I read, but I just kind of fell into contemporary, and that's where I stayed. <laughs> Would you think about writing a historical? <laughs> you can ask Louise about that. I have a historical that I love. And oh, that was my computer. I don't know if you heard that. I did. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a historical romance that I absolutely adore. Um, we almost sold it this year to my publisher, Entangled, but but we decided to stick with contemporary for now. We're kind of waiting for the historical to kind of take that rise that contemporary did again. I love this that book though. It's by far my probably my favorite book I've ever written because I do love historical so much. So. Hopefully someday. <laughs> now I want to read it. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's tentatively, I called it originally Saving Lord Winston, but he's like this damaged like lord that like marries his like childhood friend and then like leaves on the wedding night. It's so much fun. <laughs> so. You know, when I asked that question, 
I didn't know this answer. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself that Louise was going to kill me for suggesting that you write something like that. No, I, it's already been written. She's very familiar with it because I'm always like, but Sammy Lloyd Winston. And she's like, but contemporary. <laughs> I'm like, but, but. <laughs> but one Our day. Agent you know. is a very smart woman. Yes, yeah, yeah, she's She knows what's best. So I listen to her. But I do love historical romance. I actually debated um, self-publishing it, but Entangled does want it, but we're just putting it on hold. So eventually it'll probably find its home there, but just not yet. Well, I can tell that it's really a book of your heart. It is. I love that book. <laughs> I love right. historical. Well, when you get ready, why, you know. if you want to pass it this way. <laughs> Once I polish it up, because I wrote that this book um, quite a few years ago, so I went through and edited the first three chapters to send to Entangled, and uh, it would obviously need a, kind of like that first person to a third, but only changing my, you know, old writing to my new, you know, because you learn with every book, so it's changed quite a bit, so. You really do. I was just yeah. talking about this with an author friend yesterday. She was saying, I wrote that a few years ago, and I need to go back and polish it. Yeah. I understood completely. Yeah, I won't read my books once they're out because I know I'm going to see stuff that I want to change and it's going to drive me insane. So I try to not put myself in that position. <laughs> yeah, don't ever read back old stuff, nope. especially if it's been published. Yeah, and that's why I took down like my first few books because I was like, I knew that it wasn't the same as what I write now. And I didn't want people like reading it and being like, this doesn't sound like her. <laughs> And your voice changes and develops, mm -hmm. not yours, but everyone's, mm -hmm. really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Like, I learned several books in where I really wanted my voice to be, because you learn, like I said, you learn with every book, like, what I wrote then isn't what I write now. And even so, two books from now, my voice will change slightly as well, so you never know. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> well, besides the Twilight books, uh -huh. what... Was there another book when you were a kid or a teenager that was formative or changed your life? <laughs> I read romance as a teenager. Um, I can yes. tell you that the book that made me want to be a romance writer, I was probably about 12 or 13 years old. And I was at my grandmother's house and I was laying on the floor by her books and I was bored. Because, you know, it was a family get-together. My parents, you know, I was one of the only kids there. My sisters were ignoring me because we were teenagers. <laughs> and uh, I looked over and I saw all the books. So I just was like, I'm going to grab one of these. So I just randomly reached over and grabbed one. And it was actually Highland Velvet by Jude Devereaux, which is the Montgomery Brothers. Um, Love it. From, like, anybody who read romance back then knows this series because it was the best series ever. It's still to this day my favorite just because it was my first. And Such a good title. Uh-huh. And I loved that series. If you haven't read it, you absolutely have to. It's it's so good. The, I mean, the, it is old school, so, like, the men were a lot rougher back then because it was before, like, <laughs> people didn't like that, I guess. You know, like, he was historical. Like, I guess over time – if you look at the older books, like, for instance, Kathleen E. Woody was his books and stuff, like, they got away with keeping their men more historically accurate than we can now, in my opinion. Like, because they weren't soft and sweet and nice in the 1200s. Like, it's not the way that the world worked, so. They weren't admiring how yeah. smart a woman was. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Whereas now, like, women want to read that no matter what. Uh, time period you're in I feel so yes. it's very definitely old school romance where the guys are kind of assholes <laughs> oh sorry jerks can I curse on you <laughs> it's okay. jerks um but 
I still love that series so much. Occasionally I go back and I reread it. I just recently did so. And that's when I decided I wanted to become a romance author. So, yeah. It's a great story. Yeah, I used to always read the books and look at the publishers on the spines and be like, I'm going to write for this one one day and that one and this one. So it's pretty cool to be able to actually do so. Me too. (laughs) I... But my biggest problem with reading a lot of those old romances isn't necessarily the alpha hole uh-huh. issue. Uh-huh. It's the way, and this is might be getting too wonky and too writery, uh-huh. but it's the way paragraphs were done, uh-huh. and they were a lot longer, they were very descriptions long. were a lot different, Yeah, it is. and uh, head hopping was different. Yes. <laughs> That, that takes a lot to get used to, because now, for the most part, I mean, I, th- I think Harlequin still follows the whole not having a break for head hopping, but most publishers, when you change, they either want a change of chapter or, a, like, those stars or something. But back then, they just, like, it would hop back and forth without warning, <laughs> like, by paragraph to paragraph. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's just part of it is my 2017 reader mindset yes. and my current author mindset yeah I agree the editor in my head won't shut up yeah I hear you because when I like I said like you said it's nothing wrong but like I was reading a harlequin recently and it was going back and forth and I was like I'm not used to this anymore because you don't generally see that all the time anymore when people ask you for book recommendations is there someone or something you always recommend besides Jude Devereaux (laughs) Joanna Lindsay I'm like a very old school whenever people talk about like my favorite authors like um Joanna Lindsay her historical stuff I haven't really read much of her contemporary but um same with Jude Devereaux I like her historical Christina Dodd um and then there's obviously my colleagues that whose books I never miss uh Tessa Bailey Jay Crownover, um, I love Jennifer Armitrout's um, Entangled series, the Onyx, the Obsidian, and, you know, those ones. Um, yes, they won me over. Yeah. Uh, I like a lot of the the Brazens, you know, with Entangled. I usually read those. Um, but I tend to go for historical when I read just because I only have that one historical. I like to kind of separate myself from what I do write, I guess, in a way sometimes. I still read contemporary, but I don't have as much time to read as I would like. I will say that. I have four children, um, one of which is in college, and the others are all in cheerleading and dance and tumbling and basketball. And, you know, I'm not home very often <laughs> in the evenings, so. <laughs> and it's hard to do audiobooks with the kids in the car. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Mommy, what's that mean? <laughs> they won't even let me do podcasts yeah and I've tried doing um non-fiction books Mm -hmm. trying to get those done through audio yeah but um they lose their patience with those yeah they want to listen to things like Hamilton yes (laughs) which is history so you know (laughs) yeah I had no problem sharing that with them yeah um a lot of authors though do read in different genres than they write so I think you're pretty normal in that yes definitely I like to I like to dive into historical it was my like I said it was my first entry into the romance world so it's always going to hold that special place in my heart I think me too I really love historical romance Mm -hmm. 
and the and the covers with the ball gowns. Like I can't like that's I think that's the main reason I want my book out is because I want one of those pretty covers. I'll just make myself a cover and I'll be good. <laughs> that's that would be amazing. Yeah. Now I want one. I know because they're so pretty. See Louise? <laughs> We're all gonna write historical now, Louise. Because <laughs> we want pretty ball gowns. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She'll be like, I'll make you up a fake cover. <laughs> Here, here's your cover. Now shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so would there be any other books or genres that people would be surprised that you like? Uh, no, because I mostly just read romance. So I don't really, although I am going to be starting uh, grad school for my master's and my MFA in creative writing. So I guess I'll have to be reading nonfiction writing books very shortly, but I don't generally do so, to be honest. <laughs> I just let my voice take over. I haven't really, you know, done any studying on writing. I just kind of sit down and do it. So. But different writers need different things. Yeah. 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 My first, just... my first book I have to read for this uh, college course is uh, Stephen King's writing book. So I'm going to start with that one. <laughs> that is so often recommended. And yeah. I could only get through, like, the first third. Yeah, I don't have a choice. I'll have to read it. So. <laughs> but, but I don't generally read awful. them, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I can't believe I even just admitted that. <laughs> I don't think there's anything. I, I just admitted that I've never once picked up a book on my own craft. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with admitting it. <laughs> there's a few I can do. Uh -huh. But when someone's really telling me how to write, right? Yeah. I don't respond well yeah because I think everybody has their own process I, I mean obviously I I know how to write I've done it quite a few times so it kind of seems silly to read a book about how to write I guess to me but certain things I guess you can learn from it such as maybe a method that someone uses that would like for instance the James Patterson books I learned like he wants his outlines in a certain way and I do that for all my books now because I actually like keeping it that structured so I did learn that from writing with him so oh that's fascinating yeah <laughs> but I guess he would have to do that with when he has so many projects going on yes and like he does it in a way like where you break it down by chapter so you you put one and then you put what's going to happen in that chapter two what's going to happen in that chapter so it's very structured as opposed to just a general outline and I really like it because it keeps me on track okay and if you go off that outline mm-hmm does the James Patterson police come after you? <laughs> uh, I didn't waver too much because it was kind of approved <laughs> by him. So I didn't, I don't think I was daring enough to waver, but I did a little bit and they didn't say anything. So like if something didn't feel right, like with all books, I, I went with my gut, but I tried to stay as close to possible as, as I could to their uh, approval. But in real life, I often waver a lot, but I have to make, but when I do, I make sure that it's not going to mess up the storyline. So yeah. I write mysteries as well as romance, mm -hmm. and things change all the time. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel with my um, my like romantic suspense slash mystery books I have out mm -hmm. because the James Patterson ones were kind of mystery, you know, romantic suspense, and then the Sons of Steel or Sons of Steel Row books they were centered around a gang, and there was killing and shootouts, and like I didn't really necessarily know what was going to happen in that book at times because I, I liked not knowing, I guess, you know? Well, I think the readers can tell when you don't know. Yes. And it's a, in a good way. It makes yeah. it more suspenseful and a surprising twist. Yes, exactly. Like there was times when I didn't know 
that someone was going to get shot or this. Like, I put those characters through the ringer in that series, so. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one, too. All right, Jen, are you ready for the lightning round? Sure. Okay. Um, we'll get started. Okay. Do you prefer dark or milk chocolate? Dark. Coffee or tea? Coffee. If your phone rings, do you answer it? <laughs> if I don't know the number, no. <laughs> Good answer. Yep. How do you usually waste time on the internet? Twitter. <laughs> Would you prefer a mountain or a beach vacation? Beach, because I live in the mountains. Do you call it soda or pop? Soda. Would you prefer on a book cover, mm -hmm. abs, forearms, or a chiseled jaw? Chiseled jaw. I love a good chiseled jaw. <laughs> Are you more likely to buy a book with a cover featuring abs or a beach? Hmm. Wow, that's a good one. Um, probably abs. <laughs> If I'm being honest. <laughs> well, considering most of your colors have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gotta love a good set of abs. <laughs> and this is the very important last question. What are your feelings about turning to the last page of a book first? Don't do it. <laughs> My mother does that. She does that all the time. No. I used to do it with paperbacks if I was impatient to find out if it ended happy because I'd get nervous. But with Kindles, it's a lot harder now. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, which is good, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of Kindle you have. Yeah, but... you can skip, but I think it, it discourages it, I think, in a way, because you have to go, then you have to go back to your spot and, you know. People have very strong feelings about this. <laughs> I will say I have done it when I was a teenager, especially. Like, before I learned that all romance books are supposed to end happy, I would get nervous sometimes. So I would look, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> well, how can people get in touch with you? Um, I am pretty much everywhere. I have Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I have two Instagrams. I have one where I post a bunch of hot guys, <laughs> which is jemmclaughlin66. And then I have my one where I post cats and kids, and that's mclaughlin.jen. Uh, my Twitter is Diane Alberts, and I'm on Facebook as Diane Alberts as well. Do you ever answer in the wrong account to the wrong name? No, because I kept it all together for that reason. I actually started out with them separate, but then I was like, this is too much. So I just used the one account for everything. So, Well, I am following your hot guy account. <laughs> I didn't realize you had that one. Oh, yeah, I do. Daily hot and, guys. <laughs> and I thank you so much for coming on. Yes, this thank you so for fun. having me. Thank you for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review. And if you want to share your love of a book with the world, you can go to our Facebook page and leave a comment. Or, this is the fun part, I have an actual phone number in our show notes. Call, leave a message about a book that you love and you want the world to know about, and I will try to play your voicemail on the air so that you can be a part of this podcast, which, after all, is all about reading and readers. This is Lindsay Emery on Women With Books. Keep reading.